You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. Hey, Live Different Podcast listeners, are you between the ages of 21 and 35, want to go and explore the world, but maybe you need to make some new friends because your old friends are a little bit boring these days? Come and check out under30experiences.com. We have some really amazing local experiences. We're not talking about uh, luxury resort vacations where you just sit and drink margaritas until you pass out and get some sunburn and eat all you can eat meals and do it all over again the next day. This is not that type of vacation. These are adventure trips to places like Bali, Indonesia, the rainforest of Costa Rica, Iceland, the countryside of Ireland, all over the world. And we bring together a bunch of awesome people, not only to have a great time on the trip, of course, but to also bring back a little bit of what they learned to the community, uh, to their local cities. And we get together in about 25 different cities all over the United States and Canada. So if this sounds interesting to you, head on over to under30experiences.com and check it out. We'd love to have you on a trip sometime. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Live Different Podcast. I am your host, Matt Wilson, and today we have Jason Bay from Gen Y Success. Uh, Jason has his own podcast, the Gen Y Success Show, uh, which I have been on twice now, I believe, and uh, we republished a episode with uh, with Jason here as I believe a bonus episode on the Live Different podcast. I wanted to have Jason come on uh, really for the for the first uh, true time and talk to him about starting a business, about figuring out what your goals are, and about figuring out if what you're doing in life is really right for you. I think that's, uh, I think that's a good place to start, at least, uh, Jason, because I've seen you uh, start this podcast, start doing your consulting work, um, take the blog to where it is today, and use all that in a, in a pretty cool formula uh, to be able to figure out what you really want in life, and, but ask, you the, ask yourself the important questions about why you're actually doing these things. So, uh, Jason, that's what I wanted to talk to, talk to you about today. But first, welcome. Dude, thanks for having me on, man. I've been looking forward to this for, for quite a while, secretly, actually. So awesome. this is fun. Awesome. I know last time, um, last time we spoke, at least uh, recording, uh, I was on your po- podcast and was having a hell of a day or something. I don't know what got into me that day, but it was all full of... Uh, all full of fun stuff, lots of ranting and um, other other nonsense. But it was yeah, it was a lot of fun, and we published that uh, on your podcast, the Gen Y Success Show, and then we we actually reposted it on the Live Different podcast just because we thought the the listeners would get so much value out of it. So I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing more of of your side of the things today. Yeah, our episode that we recorded here that was a lot of fun because I love that Facebook rant that you had uh, last year. And I was like, I got to get Matt on and talk about this stuff. I wanted to hear you rant because the, like the, your community like loves that type of thing. Like someone that's going to rant, but rant about something in a very positive about it. And uh, that's what I love about all the people I've met with through under 30 experiences too. I can have those same type of conversations. So 
it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, absolutely. Of fun sure. And as long as it comes down to actionable stuff, it's not just, it's not complaining. You know, you're never going to yeah. catch me complain <laughs> publicly. It's not, uh, yeah. it has, at the end of the day, there, there's true value in it. Yes, it raises attention. Yes, it might, um, you know, it, these things are supposed to get people's attention. I want people to read them because I feel very strongly about them. But uh, just to, yeah, it's to really try to level with the audience and be candid. And so that was a, that was a fun conversation. So I'm looking forward to another one today. Yep, definitely. Cool. So Jason, can you tell a little bit about um, your story and uh, where you've come from? I know that you worked a, a full-time job. Of course, you were able to finally uh, move past those days, but decide for yourself that this is what you wanted to do for your life. Now you're helping other people do this with the Gen Y Success Show, and then you have a bunch of clients who you're you're helping as well, um, just with all of the strategic stuff that you're doing, how you were able to do that. So can you, before we get into the nuts and bolts, uh, can you just tell us a little bit more about who you are? Yeah, the short story is that like when I was in high school as a senior, I wanted to become a forensic scientist. That's what I went to college for. And I have kind of an interesting family. Like I come from a fairly blue collar family. Like my dad is a mill worker. My mom uh, sells mortgages at a bank. And so she's from Hong Kong. So she is Asian. And there's that whole Asian family that really wants their kids to become doctors and lawyers, right? Uh, that was something I never wanted to do. And my dad was always more like, hey, just whatever you do, just work really hard. So I figured, oh, forensic scientist, that sounds cool. I watched a lot of CSI. Awesome. So I ended up going to college my freshman year. I'm like, okay, it's nothing like the TV shows at all. And I just, someone came into my classroom and talked about an opportunity to run a business over the summer painting houses with a company called CollegeWorks Painting. And I ended up doing that that year. And what I realized about myself, I was like, wow, I never thought I'd be interested in business. I didn't know what it meant to run a business. I didn't know that that was a possibility. Um, I learned about sales and marketing. I was like, oh, this is, this is really cool. So what I ended up doing for the next three years after that was recruiting new students at uh, Oregon State University and teaching them how to run businesses. I was like, wow, I have a really big passion for coaching people. And I learned that I really got a lot of fulfillment out of doing that. And then, so that's like four years with CollegeWorks painting. And then the next three years I spent as their marketing director down in Southern California in Orange County, where I kind of honed all my marketing chops, I like to say. Everything that I know now about marketing was the foundation for that was kind of laid there. But this entire seven-year span from like 18 to almost 25, I always wanted to do my own thing, though. As soon as I got a taste of what it was like to run a, a business, I was like, you know, I want to run my own business. So I left them, and I started my own house painting business. That actually failed six months into it. And I maintained that relationship with CollegeWorks Painting, though, and they became my first marketing consulting clients. This is like two years ago. And ever since then, I've been doing marketing consulting. Uh, a, a little over a year ago, I started the Gen Y Success like brand and podcast because I was like, there's got to be other people that are my age in their mid-20s that have a job that they, they like, but it's not quite giving them the type of fulfillment. I don't want to have a freaking boss, man. I, I know that you're the same way. I just, I, I don't want to have to report to anyone and I want to work my own schedule. And I was like, there's got to be other people that want to make this transition. And I'd like to shortcut that path for them a little bit because 
I just thought that starting a business, like the legal parts of it were like the hardest part when that's like really the easiest part. Finding a business that actually provides value to people is really <laughs> a lot harder than getting your business license and all the other stuff that I think people, including myself, tend to overcomplicate. And I wanted to help inspire people to do that through Gen Y success, through hearing stories like yours, but I also wanted to show them how to do that and work with people and help them start their businesses too. I love it. Okay, so this is uh, actually a handful of things that I didn't know. Uh, so College, work, college Works Painting, of course, is, uh, is a big company. Uh, yeah. They have uh, affiliates of, like yourself, uh, in all these different college campuses, people are starting their summer businesses. But I got to ask you, of course, about your failure here. So you worked for College Works Painting, and they basically teach you how to start a business, and uh, you do that over the summer. Well, we, you're kind of like a franchisee, I guess you would call it. But then yep. uh, you decided to leave them and then go try to do it on your own. And I'm I got to hear the story how. A, how that didn't work out uh, for you because a lot of people think, oh, I could just do this on my own and then it doesn't work. But also you were able to keep that, uh, that relationship with College Works and then go back and have them be your, your big client. So I'm curious uh, how that all panned out, if you could tell us more. Definitely. What I learned from that experience was that you should never burn bridges because you don't know when you might have to cross that bridge again. Right. So when I left College Works Painting, I think this is really important for anyone that's going to be leaving their job for another job or leaving to start a business is that you leave on very good terms. Like I wanted to I wanted to make sure that I left and I gave more to them than they gave to me. I helped them hire my replacement, you know, and and there were certain things that the guy I was working with at the time, one of the owners of the company who I still work with actually, was like, hey, we need you for about five to 10 hours a week still, and we're willing to pay you. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I never would have gotten that opportunity if I would have been, can we use profanity on this podcast, Matt? Absolutely. Or... Okay, like, I didn't want to be like a, a fucking dick, right? You know, so it's like, if I was a dick to him, like, I wouldn't have had that relationship. So that I learned, like, okay, leave on good terms. You never know what, what can happen, right? So, when I started my own house painting business, I think this is the other mistake I made, is that I felt like that was the only type of business I could start. I didn't think about all these skills I had in, in helping people grow businesses or helping market a business. I just thought house painting is the only trade I know. Maybe I should go into that. And the big mistake that I made, I mean, we, we really kicked ass and we booked a lot of jobs. I booked like $400,000 worth of paint jobs. Um, in, a, in a, like a six-month period, which is quite a bit relevant to other businesses there. And the part where it failed, though, is in the partnership. I have nothing against the guy that I went to business with, but I didn't really sit down to think about, okay, what is this guy going to add to the business, and what am I going to add to the business, and what are both of those things worth? We went in at 50-50 partners, and he didn't have the experience I had as a district manager where I was hiring and training new people how to start their businesses. So he had no management experience, really. And when you go into business with someone, you kind of need someone else that can manage people. They need to be a leader also. And there were certain other things, too. I went into the business where I borrowed $20,000 from my parents to get the business started. He didn't contribute any sort of capital into the business. So it was a lot of just unevenness. And I was doing a lot. I was booking all the work. I was the face of the company, really adding all the value. I wasn't working more hours than him, but everything I was doing was adding more value to the company. And it just got to the point to where 
you know, things just didn't work out. I couldn't work in an environment where I was contributing like 90% of the value to the company. And that was the big mistake that I made. Well, I appreciate you telling us about, uh, about your mistakes for sure. And um, I'm curious how valuable was that? What was that mistake to you? I, whenever I make a mistake and it costs me money, I always say, well, that was the value of that piece of education, right? We spend all this money as, as uh, Americans to go to school and higher education, blah, blah, blah. But the real world mistakes are the ones that you're going to, uh, to remember. Um, and, and, you know, I'm curious how that worked out with your, with your parents and, uh, you know, because you, I mean, you put in 20 grand, right. And then split, basically split it with your business partner who didn't contribute anything. I'm sure you won't make that mistake again, but, uh, yeah, I'm curious how things, things worked out with your, with your parents there. I think a lot of people listening might be curious thinking they're doing the same thing. Yeah, Definitely. I, I still owe them that money, to be honest with you. Yeah, so it's it's something that he's he's compensating me back, but the business went out of business later that year. So he's compensating me for that, you know, and I'm paying my parents back with that. But, you know, yeah, I still owe oh, quite a bit of that money uh, to my parents still for that loan, you know. So I don't think that I'm necessarily going to lose anything financially from that. But, uh, yeah, it was it was kind of rough, man. You know, I... I I think the other mistake too is that you don't need to borrow twenty thousand dollars to start any business really like that that's service based. We could have got away with not not doing anything. I mean, our clients give us a fifty percent deposit up front for the service before it's performed. That's an easy way to cash flow the business. I just didn't look at it like that, you know. Like I with what I do now, I didn't have any startup capital. I just started doing it, you know. Yeah, no, I I completely hear hear you. And uh, before I ask just about. Um, you know, your goals and how we can reevaluate the, the situation now that you decided to start your, your next business so people can learn from that. Um, I, I want to know, how the heck did you get $400,000 worth of business right off the bat like that so so fast? And um, because a lot of people are probably listening, seems like it was wildly successful at, at first glance. Yeah, it was like that part of the business was definitely successful. I, I learned all those systems through College Rooks painting. <laughs> you know, um, I had this big marketing background, right? So I knew exactly how to get the leads, and which a lot of it was just going door to door. Literally, what we would do is we'd hire high school and college students to go door to door and set up house painting estimates for me to go run the estimates. So I'd do 15 to 20 client appointments per week off these leads that these high school students are getting for us. And they just knock on the door and say, hey, I'm with Smart Home Painting was the name of the company. And like, we're offering free house painting estimates. Are you interested? And they sign people up and we just pay them per hour. You know, that's part of what we use that money for. Uh, we would advertise through newspapers, do a little bit online. But it was just a lot of hustle, man. You know, a lot of hustle. I already knew the systems and how it worked and how to build that business. So it was a matter of just putting in the work at that point. But it was tough. I, I like the first month we were working hundred hour weeks, you know, and then after that, there was never a week where I didn't put in 70 or 80 hours. It was, it was kind of ridiculous. I, I just don't, that's the other thing looking back. You don't, you just don't need to spend that much time uh, on something either. Okay. <laughs> it was really an a pretty unhealthy uh, part of my life. <laughs> uh, I, I love it. So I think this is a perfect, uh, a perfect segue into now you actually have a formula where you can look 
you know, that, that you teach other people to do where you look at your goals and you ask yourself, what do I want about, out of my life? What do I want out of a business? And is this for me? Can you tell us more about that? So what we were talking about before we started recording was just, I kind of, what I wanted to do in 2015 was really take this whole goal thing really seriously. And I'd never really set personal goals before that. I'd always had business goals set for me. Like we always sat, like with college or expanding, it's always like, hey, you need to book this amount or you get fired. Um, and then you have bonuses and stuff like this. So it's like a revenue goal that had nothing to do with the amount of money I wanted to make personally or about what I wanted to get out of this job. It had nothing, nothing to do with that. And when I started my first business, I was like, oh, let's just throw out a revenue goal of 500000 because it sounds cool. There was just no meaning behind it. So what I realized is that the motivation was really, really hard because the work was so hard, right? I wasn't really sold on like why that number was that number to begin with. There was no financial reason even why the number was the number. So what I learned this last year in 2015 is that I sort of take, I noticed there's just like, there's like 10 or so resources out there that I use to set goals with and like all this other stuff. And I was like, there isn't really, like I need to find a way to combine these things. And I didn't realize until this year, looking back at the year, now that I'm teaching people how to do this, is that I was like, I think there is a little bit of a formula to it. I don't know if it's like a blueprint necessarily. I don't think that there's like, I'm not going to give you guys anything that's like, oh, wow, I can do this and accomplish all my goals. There's a lot of work and moving parts to it. But the three aspects that I look at is the first one's vision. So having a really good understanding of what you're doing, why you're doing it, and getting really, really specific. So if you have an income goal of 100,000 bucks, like I really want to know like, why the hell is it $100,000? Is it because six figures sounds cool? Or is it because you want to do with this, you've mapped out every dollar of where that money's going to go. Um, and then we, we're obviously going to get more into depth with these, but the first one's vision. The second one is accountability. And I had an accountability partner that I would meet with each week uh, Thursday at four o'clock, we have a call for one hour and he knows all my goals. His name is Jordan Bryant. He has a company chamber DS and he knows every single one of my goals and the why. And I know every single one of his goals and we hold each other accountable to doing the actions on a weekly basis so that we never have a go by where you're like, Oh shit. Like I didn't work on my goals or you never have months go by where you're like, dang, didn't I set a goal on New Year's Eve to like lose 20 pounds this year? And I haven't even worked out once yet. And it's been two months, you know? Um, and then the last part's execution. And this is the part I feel gets talked about the least. Everyone talks about, oh, what your ideal day is and, oh, get an accountability partner. But no one really talks about how to actually execute on your goals and how to accomplish them. Like those are the three parts that I figured out um, this last year, Matt, that really like helped me and I think would really help some other people. And like I said, I'm sure you have some follow-up questions and stuff we can dig into. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Just the, the execution part because I, I agree. It's easy to... Uh, to sit there and dream and make your little vision board and put it on your wall. and uh, But you're talking about 100-hour work weeks and grinding door-to-door. Uh, and that's a, that was, of course, before you asked yourself the, those tough questions about what do I really want out of this business, et cetera, and came up with your vision. But how someone who's listening right now, how can they execute better? So... I think it, like, I have some stuff. Can I add some stuff to the vision part that I think that a lot sure. of people miss too? Because sure. I think that the execution really relies on 
like what you actually want to accomplish and being really, really bought into what that is so that the execution part comes a little easier. Um, there's something that I learned from a gal that came on my podcast. Her name is Jess Lively, so I want to give her credit for this. Um, and this is really, these three things, like I said, are a conglomerate of a bunch of things I learned from my podcast guests, really. So she talks about a concept called Be Do Have, and I thought this was really cool. And I think you'll really like this too, Matt. She said that, like, pretend like there's a mountain. B is at the top, do is in the middle, and have is at the bottom. She's like, people tend to start at the bottom with their goals. They start the, the climb at the bottom, and they start with everything they want to have. $100,000, BMW, new house, new furniture. And they don't tend to figure out, like, okay, I wanna, I'm willing to do anything to have these things, but they don't really look at the next step of, like, what do I need to do? Like, what will make me happy on a daily basis that I'm doing, right? Like, what type of work do I want to do? What do I want to be doing? And they don't really think about, like, well, who am I? Like, the B part is, like, who you are and being grounded with what makes you happy. So when you start at the bottom and think about all the stuff that you want to have first, you're basically saying that you're not going to be happy unless you have these things, unless you're doing the things that you want to do. That, I don't think that that comes before you're grounded on who you are as a person and what you want. So the way that she's explained this to make sense to me, she's like, you have to start at the top of the mountain. Start with who you are and what you, like, you're being. And she's like this Michelangelo, I think is his name, the guy that carved this, the stone, you know, the statue or whatever. I, I, I'm totally blanking on what it is. But she's like, that piece of rock was already there. He just carved away what was, what was underneath, right? It's like that being part is like really thinking about like who you are, what you want, like what's important to you. Like what are the things that are actually important to you in life? For me, a lot of it was freedom. Like I really want to not have a boss. I want to have freedom and no limits on my income. And I want to be able to work from anywhere in the world if I choose to do that. So if you start at the top with those type of things and then go down to the, to the bottom where it's like, okay, now I'm going to think about what type of job or what type of business will fulfill that. And then I'm going to think about all the stuff I want to have last. I think that will be more of a recipe for happiness if you think about it like that. Okay. I really like that because a lot of what I have worked on over the last couple of years is really trying to be in alignment with who, with who I am. So everything that I do, everything that I say, everything that I think, all of the products that I'm putting out, any piece of content, uh, any piece of social media, anything that I write, um, any interaction that I have with someone, I want that to be who I am and that I feel that, uh, yeah, that, that's, that I feel good about it and that I feel okay that this is me. And it takes a lot of introspection for sure because if you were just trying to uh, be the guy with the BMW or be the guy with the hundred grand, you're not being yourself. You're then basically looking at BMW's marketing, right? And saying, well, that looks awesome. I want to do that and be like that guy. And I should not use the word be, it's right. It's have. I should have this. I want to have that. But that's not really who you 
are. It doesn't have anything to do with you, and that's why you see all these people who are uh, super quote-unquote successful or super wealthy or rich or whatever else society tells us that we need and need to, to have or who you want to be, but you're really just basing your whole net worth quote-unquote on these physical things that really don't have, they don't mean shit about who you are, but you, now you're having to sell a product that you might not actually believe in just so that you can be, just so you can have this one thing and at the end of it, you realize that you're just a douchebag because you've just been chasing <laughs> this this thing that is just yep. some materialistic thing and it's not really who you are anyway and then you're unhappy, which is why, wow, Jason Bay, you really bring out the best in my uh, rants, but Man, yeah. I mean, I, I, I could not agree more. The, the thing, so this is why I moved back up to Oregon, by the way. So when I was with marketing director with College Works Painting, I was down in Orange County for two and a half or three years. Yep. And I noticed that I started to like want those things too. And I started thinking about, I had this revelation like last year when I was setting goals for 2015, where I was like, wow, if I want those things, if I am attracted to the stuff I want to have, the material objects, guess what? I'm going to attract people that are similar to that. And I was really unhappy with the type of people. I, okay, I don't want to say I was unhappy with the type of people I was friends with down there because there were some good people. I was unhappy with the type of things that, that were important to them in life. And I was like, I don't want the, my, the objects in my life to be the most important thing. So I, I'll use myself as an example for 2015. So I had a, uh, like, I had goals centered around who I wanted to be. So I thought about stuff like this. I was like, if I want to be this entrepreneur, not to be an entrepreneur, but an entrepreneur in the sense that I, I want to live a life that's a little more free than what I have right now. And this, this freedom word I know is a huge buzzword right now, but I'm going to say it because that's what it is. It's freedom to do the things that I talked about earlier around finances, doing what you want to do, location-based freedom. I was like, you know what? My biggest goal this year needs to be because I firmly believe that John Wooden quote, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I need to be friends with people like you, Matt, right? I need to meet people like Matt. I need to connect with people that are like, like you and others that, are, that want what I want so that I will become that also. And that was, my, so that was a goal of mine. I looked, at, I looked at relationships and I was like, well, let me just set a goal to connect with like one person on average per month, like 12 people this year that are like-minded and connect with them and provide value to those people. So that was one of my big goals this last year that had a, a very big meaning to it. Cause I was like, it's mutually beneficial. I can offer these people value. I have a platform I can promote their stuff on. So it's an easy way to kind of break the ice with them. But I also have a good message to share with them and I can offer value to them and they can offer value to me in the form of, you know, these are people that are doing what I want to do. I want to pick their brain every now and then. You know, so that was a huge goal of mine last year that related to this B part of me figuring out what do I actually want to fucking do? Like what is actually important to me? And as soon as I let go of all the material stuff, I was like, okay, this is important. The people in my life are actually the most important thing to me. I need to surround myself with more people that are doing what I want to do. I, I love it, Jason, because I can agree. While I didn't live in Los Angeles, I lived in Lower Manhattan, and uh, you it, you just see next that worst place, you know? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, no, I know I I couldn't agree more. Um, and and of course there are a good 
there are good people, but very few people take yes. the time to actually look at these things. So uh, I love that you were able to then uh, make major life changes. And one of the things that you, you've done over the last couple of years is start this podcast so that you could then uh, create your own community and have access to all of these interesting people who then you can raise your your true net worth right which is the value of the five people around you um and and what those people care about and i'm not talking about their their uh how much money is in their bank accounts um but trying to surround yourself with the right type of people that you're more in alignment with. So I'm curious what the commonalities are in the very successful people that you've downloaded, uh, that you've downloaded, that you've interviewed. And <laughs> that I've downloaded into my brain. Exactly. And now that you have surrounded yourself with and, and call friends. Oh, there's a lot of commonalities that I realized. I mean, from just a... I will just talk more philosophically, I think, about this than like the nuts and bolts of what these people do, like their morning routines and stuff like that. Because uh, I think you can find that. that stuff's all over the internet. Like the more like the like these people, like their philosophy on life. I've noticed a lot of commonalities between guys like you and all these other guys that I'm that have uh, made a, a, an effort to connect with. And number one is that these people are pretty grounded in who they are, and that's a very abstract thing, I guess, to say. But what I mean by that is that I can actually have a conversation with you, Matt. I noticed this when I went on the first under 30 trip. I mean, I noticed it on the first podcast we recorded together, even before I went on that Costa Rica trip. I was like, dude, this guy's pretty fucking grounded in who he is as a person. He's very confident in that. He spent enough time thinking about what's important to him that he doesn't really give a shit if someone's like, you know what, Matt, like, under 30 experiences, dude, like, why are you doing that? Why don't you go try to start some big multi-billion dollar business that you can sell in 20 years and be like the virgin of your space or whatever, you know, or the apple of your space? Like, that's not important to you. And let me know, I'm speaking for you right now. So let me know if I'm uh, <laughs> inaccurate in any way, you know, uh, but like, you're, you seem really grounded in that. That's what I noticed about everyone. Everyone's really, really grounded in who they are. They spent time thinking about what's important to them. And they really don't give a shit about what anyone else thinks. The second thing I notice is that these people make a habit of connecting with like-minded people. They want to be around people that want the same things that they want. And they're good at getting rid of the people in their life or not talking to as much the people in their life that don't share that same vision and don't share those same values. I would say the third thing is that these people also offer value to the world. And that sounds kind of cheesy. But you have a podcast, Matt. You don't get paid to do the podcast. Like, I don't get paid to do my podcast. It might help me generate business, but that's not the motivation behind it. Like, I want to get my ideas out to the world because I figured out stuff that helped me, and I, and I hope that it helps other people, and I want to share that message with them. These people contribute value, and they don't expect anything in return. They, they know that they have to give in order to get. I would say those are the three big things like off the top of my head that come out about these people besides, like I said, their habits and their, their morning routines and stuff like that. Sure. No, Jason, that's, that's awesome. And I appreciate you, you noticing these things that I, I've had to work really hard on and, uh, you know, you're just because you grew up thinking that you wanted to be a forensic scientist and be on CSI and, uh, I don't know 
hook up with hot girls in your cop car. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't really know. That was definitely a dream of mine. Exactly. Uh, never came through, though, Matt. Never exactly. came true. I don't I got to rethink my goals, man. Well, I, I just appreciate <laughs> that you've taken the time also um, because this, this type of conversation, you know, one of the reasons that I decided to start this podcast was because, okay, I'm traveling all over the world. I live in Costa Rica. Well, I don't necessarily have these conversations with people all the time, or I can now be able to reach out and to, to talk people in, the indu- in industries and people who I really respect and have an hour of their time blocked off. I mean, to me, this is, this is invaluable uh, stuff. And I don't know, there's just so much, to, so much to learn. And it sounds like you've learned so much doing 80 episodes of your podcast. Uh, that's, that's really cool. And I'm glad that you're, you're then taking that and, and paying it forward to to other people because it's really important and yeah you get to you get to meet all these interesting people and and make all of these connections you are a, a super connector right you you do you email me uh, every so often you say hey would you like to inter- know this person would you like an intro to this person and sometimes i have time sometimes i don't but i always appreciate the uh yeah the effort for from you trying to just go out and uh Honestly, you know, I don't want to sound corny, but make the world a better place and but add value to it at least mm-hmm. because that's what you're supposed when you're in business, you're supposed to be adding value to the world. Uh, that's how you make money. It just it just seems to me, but you know, you get people who are who are caught up in so many schemes and so much uh, emptiness and so much fluff when there really isn't a lot of value and that's how uh, yeah, that's how you get these, I don't know, overinflated egos and overinflate, overpriced products and, and whatever that aren't really adding much to the, to the world, and eventually they fail. So I, I appreciate what you're doing, Jason. No, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. I would say another common theme that I noticed amongst these people, too, is that none of them got successful overnight. By sex, successful by any definition of yours successful – you know, whatever your own personal definition is of that, no one got successful overnight. And none of them sell things that pretend to help people get successful overnight. There's so much online marketing bullshit out there right now that's like, oh, quit your job and do this and make 100K. Like those are the anomalies that hardly ever happens. Most of the people, 99.999% of people with their goals, whether that's starting a business or income or whatever, this stuff takes years takes months and years to accomplish and it's that steady effort like to get back to your point you asked me about execution i think one of the the best books i've ever read is called the compound effect by darren hardy and he talks about this in the book is that really in all the highly successful people he studied like the warren buffett's and all these other like extremely successful people it was the incremental growth that made it look like it was you know like they were all of a sudden 10 times successful overnight like that's just not how it happens it's the incremental growth with your goals and like plugging away a little bit every single day to where you can look back at a year. Like one of the things that I do with my accountability partners, we have a spreadsheet. So this kind of gets into the second part with accountability is like we have a spreadsheet with each week, things that we track. And it was really interesting to look last at the end of this year when we were reflecting on 2015, where we were at week one versus week 52. And it was a huge difference But when you look at that week-by-week progress, it really wasn't that much. It was just a little bit here and there. If you get better 1% every single day, like at the end of the year, I don't know what the math is on that, but 
you know, 365%, I guess is what it would be. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, incremental growth, I think has a lot to do with this too. And, and these people, it's, it's, they're thinking about this stuff every day, man. It's not just a, when I feel like it, it's an everyday thing. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You have to ask yourself, wake up in the morning and say, all right, is this what I want to be doing? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Does this feel right to me? Can I look myself in the mirror and say, yes, this is something that I want to stand behind. These are the decisions that that I make because, yeah, like they say, the sum of all of your decisions uh, equals who who you are. And um yeah, I think that's really important. So, okay, so I love obviously the philosophy be, behind all of this. I could I could talk all day about it, um, but I want to make sure that people don't listen to this and say like, "What were those two hippies smoking when they when they were talking about all this, you know, uh, philosophical stuff where you have to, you know, dream up your dream job and then go and make it happen, run into the world, blah blah blah." What I, I really want to make sure. Um, that we talk about what people can do. Okay, ask themselves those questions, which I've said so many times uh, in this podcast. But then what are these steps to, to make sure that people can execute? Yeah, I think the big thing is that, so we talked about and we kind of have, I want to give just real quick on the vision part, four categories that people can set goals in that, that really helped me just to get started. And they're possessions, relationships, personal habits, and career. So think about what's important to you in each of those areas, your possessions, like your personal possessions. For me, relationships is really big, right? Personal habits and health and then career with business. And then to execute on these, I really think that the accountability is a large part to execution. I what I realized about these people I was connecting with is that no one does it themselves. And I was just reading about like Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan because I was really interested in, and none of them do it alone. They have so many coaches for every different part of what they did. Michael Jordan had a shooting coach. He had a weightlifting coach. He had his head coach, obviously. So I think accountability is a big thing. And, and to get to your point, the execution, dude, there's a lot, there's quite a bit here. I think that a lot of it has to do with you finding some sort of way to track what you're doing. So for me, it's a simple spreadsheet on a weekly basis where I have my year-to-date goals on there, and I'm tracking my progress on a weekly basis. So what I like to do and to find out what I should be doing on a daily basis, I got this from Peter Vug. So once you figure out what you want to do in a year, you're like, hey, I want to make 60000 bucks. I want to start dabbling in this whole entrepreneurship thing, maybe start a side business, and I want to you know, lose 15 pounds or whatever. What I do is I break it down per quarter, and then I break it down per month. So like, what I'll look at is I have a one-page document where I'll look at, like, I try to only focus on three things at a time. I think that's really important. People tend to focus on too many things all at once and not looking at the, the compounding habits. So for example, Last year, my biggest goal was around income because I wanted to be debt-free, and it was around relationships and connecting with like-minded people. I knew that connecting with like-minded people was going to help me achieve my income goal, so I focused more on creating the habits that would be necessary to connect with people. So the way I broke that down was I said, okay, if I need to connect with three people per quarter, that's one person per month, what do I need to focus on this month in order to make it happen? 
I was like, okay, well, if I just say successfully make one email introduction, like su- successfully make that connection once every single week, I will s- probably slowly over the course of that 12 months, that year, form those 12 relationships that I'm looking for just by doing that action. So I think focusing on three things per month and then looking at every single day, how can I get closer to those three things? So if it's income, how can I hit my income goal for this month period? How can I connect with those people and send out those emails and whatever else other goal that you want in there? I think breaking that down per day also is very important so that you're seeing you're seeing incremental wins, I think is important. So I know there's a lot there. I think the, the big thing that is every single day before the next day, so at the end of the day, look at what you need to accomplish the next day and try to limit that to like three to five things that are going to help you get closer to that monthly goal that you have, which is going to help you get closer to that yearly goal. So every single day, always know what you have going on the next day. And every morning when I get up, I ask myself, is what I'm about to do today going to get me closer to my goal for this month? And is what I'm about to do when I want to accomplish this month going to get me closer to what I want to accomplish this year? So I think that tactic there is, is very good. And seeing wins on a daily basis, things that you're checking off in your notebook, your, your Moleskin, or if you have an app that you do it with, like seeing those wins on a daily basis is going gonna, is gonna to keep you motivated to keep trudging through. Because I think people are motivated more by results than they are motivated to get started. Like people don't get motivated to start working out if they're 20 pounds overweight. They get motivated when they start to lose weight. So you have to create these wins for yourself on a daily basis. Is that what you're looking for? Do you yeah, want to no, get that, more? No, okay. that, that makes sense. Um, especially okay. because, you know, people can break this down. And the, I think the, the big idea here is that people need to, uh, of course, hold themselves accountable. Uh, but execute on a day-to-day basis, but then track it. Have some type of type of metric, some type of metric that they can uh, write down in their notebook, write down in their Excel Excel spreadsheet. Or what I wanted to ask you about were the apps. Uh, is there anything that you have found really helpful for you on this uh, on this path? Yes. So the, I think the reason why apps are important to use with this is that it really kind of helps take the labor out of tracking for you. So for example, income goals are a really big one for people. Mint.com is, is an insanely easy app to use. It syncs up with your bank accounts and just tracks all of your spending for you. So that's a habit that you can effort into on a monthly basis. The number one app I use though is called Way of Life. So what I looked at was if I need to like last year, for example, if I need to connect with 12 power connections over the course of a year and I determined that successfully doing one email introduction per week is going to help me get that, so successfully introducing 52 people to 52 other people, then on Way of Life, I track that on a weekly basis. And it's a yes or a no, it's a green or a red, and I can see that week over week over week over week. So I think determining what habits you need in order to successfully accomplish like a milestone goal like that are important. So for income, it might be saving a certain amount per day or not eating out or whatever. You can track all of these things on way of life, yes or no, and you can look at the whole week. You can look at the whole month. It'll tell you where you're trending. If you're trending more towards seeing uh, like accomplishing these habits on a daily basis versus you know skipping them, it'll help you see all those things, and it's, it's just super easy to use. Okay, and so 
they help you track it's it's any goal that you can that you want to put in there yeah so it's it's primarily habit based stuff versus like a milestone so it's it's going to be kind of hard to help you track like oh i want to make $60,000 this year but you can track the habits that are going to help you do that so maybe it's waking up and doing my morning routine or maybe it's sending out 20 client emails whatever it is you can track those like the actions to achieving a habit through that app Okay, awesome. No, that that really sounds good. And um, you know, one of the reasons that I ask about uh, about your apps is because I knew you would know because I think you've asked all eighty of your podcast guests uh, for recommendations. So if you have any others, um, it's not something that we talk about very much uh, on the Live Different podcast. So if you have any others. Or if you have something uh, like your your free toolkit or something that you want to uh, to give away to everybody, I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love that to be able to pass that along to everyone. Yeah, I think that. Uh, so what I did uh, for the eighty people I've interviewed, I always ask them what their favorite apps and books and personal habits are that contribute most to their success. And I created a toolkit for you guys. You can get it genysuccess.com/u30x. So that's u30x where you can get that. And it's just a free download. It's got over 50 tools and apps and books that these guests recommend. And what I did is I categorized them. So if you're looking for productivity apps, I have the top three apps for that. Way of Life was one of them. If you're looking for meditation apps, Headspace was one of those apps. So the top three meditation apps. I have the top three books for starting a business, top three books for leadership, like et cetera, et cetera. Um, All of those can be found in that toolkit. That's awesome, Jason. No, I, I definitely appreciate that. And we can link up any of this on the show notes on under30ceo.com. And um, yeah, also in, in iTunes, we can try to put some of that stuff as, as well. Um, so Jason, I want to know what's, uh, what's next? Where, where are you going? And um, what, yeah, where do you go from here? I mean, I think the big thing for me uh, this year that I want to accomplish well, I don't, I don't think. I know the big, the big thing that I want to accomplish this year was I really wanted to, like getting debt free last year was a big thing for me, financially free, and then starting to build some of these connections. And for 2016, really what I want to do is really grow my reach. You know, I honestly didn't spend a lot of time promoting my podcast last year because I didn't have a lot of time. I just, I made sure to put out an episode every week. I made sure it was with a quality guest so that it, I could maintain the audience that I had, but I really want to grow and expand, you know. So I want to launch my first book this year. Uh, I want to launch my first online course that helps people with a lot of stuff that we we're talking about today. Um, and I want to really grow the podcast audience too. Um, and I'm also looking to hire my first uh, full-time employee here in the next month or so that will help me do these things because I've kind of last year I kind of hit the limit of what I could do by myself. So those are the big things that I'm working on. I really want to reach as many people as possible that are going through that quarter-life crisis, are in a career that they don't like and they want to either transition or they want to start a business. And they don't even know how to find out what's important to them, though, because I was in that position. I, I didn't really know what was important to me. And I want to help more people do that this year. That's, that's my biggest goal. I like it, Jason. I, uh, I really do. I, I really appreciate that. And it, it's, so, it's so important for our generation to be able to ask themselves these questions now in life before you get to having the quarter-life crisis is a heck of a lot easier to get yourself out of than the, than the mid-life crisis, I would say. Yeah, no kidding, huh? For sure, for sure. Well, hey, I wanted to, uh, before we wrap up, Jason, I just wanted to, to ask you, you know, if somebody out there is listening 
and they want to go out and they want to get more freedom, right? They want to be able to uh, start their own business, ask themselves the questions, is, is this right for me? Get on track with the right type of, of lifestyle that they want and then build towards that. I was wondering if you had any all-encompassing advice that you could uh, drop on, on everybody right now. I think the big thing to think about and really do some honest self-analysis is why do you want to start a business? Do you want to start a business for the things that you can provide for other people? The value that you can create? Do you feel like you have a lot of value to share with other people? Or are you doing it more for yourself in terms of, well, I can say that I'm an entrepreneur? Because entrepreneurship, we were talking about this before we started recording too, is a really hot buzzword right now. Like a lot of people want to start businesses. So think about the motivation for it. If it's to contribute value and help other people and you've identified a way that you can do that or a way that you can try out and test to see if that's a way, I think, yeah, go for it. Like start looking into that. I mean, there's a lot of resources on my site that help you kind of mind map that type of stuff. But I think that you should really question if this is a, if starting a business is a, is a good fit for you. If you ask yourself about your intentions and, and they're, they're more self-motivated internally where it's like, hey, I want to do this because it sounds cool or I want to do this to make a lot of money or whatever. I think if those are your intentions, I don't think that those are very good intentions because they're not going to keep you motivated. What gets me up every morning is knowing that I can impact other people in the same way that I was impacted by the people that impacted me. And I hopefully I can shortcut a process for someone and make their life a little bit easier and provide a resource for them that helps them accomplish this freedom that they want. That's what gets me up out of bed in the morning, not, oh yeah, you know, I can, I can say that I was on Matt Wilson's podcast, you know? Uh, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not ego, uh, related. You know, so I, I think that those are the, without getting into a ton of detail about it, I, I think those are the things that you should ask yourself is it's really intention based. What are your intentions? Jason, I, I, I love it, man. Is there anywhere, uh, your URL or anywhere that people can find you? Could you repeat the one for your, uh, your free toolkit again? Yeah, toolkits, genysuccess.com slash U30X, so U30X. And send me an email, too. If anyone wants to connect and you like what you heard here, jason at genysuccess.com. And then my website, of course, is genysuccess.com, where you can find my podcast, blog, and all that other good stuff. Awesome, Jason. Always a pleasure. Cool. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, you got it. Hey, did you like today's episode? If you did, log on to iTunes and leave us a review. It would really help us out. We try to put out good, free content all of the time. Check out the show notes on under30co.com. Send the podcast to a friend who could use some of the advice. And of course, if you want to travel with us, check out under30experiences.com and 50% off Athletic Greens on the show notes. Thanks for listening.